Welcome to the Lingostown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. In this week's sermon, Pastor George preaches about compassion, and that scene is not really knowing. This sermon was recorded on 9-18-2022 at Lingostown Life. So let me talk to the guys in the room, okay? Guys, I'm talking to you right now, okay? Ladies, you can listen, but guys, I want to talk to you for a moment. Um, Has your wife ever sent you into the kitchen to get something? My wife's down here laughing because she knows what I'm going to say. Uh, As you're walking into the kitchen, guys... Have you ever said to yourself, how am I going to find it? I don't know where it is. And then you, if you're like me, you walk in a kitchen and you sort of like do this. You just sort of look around. And, and while you're standing there, you're looking around. Maybe you open a cupboard door or two. And, and while you're standing there, you realize, well, I can't find it. And so you loudly announce to your wife, I can't find it. To which she comes into the kitchen, right in front of your face, she grabs what it is that you are looking for. And she says, it's right here in front of your face. And guys, if you're like me, you say, well, I don't know why I couldn't see it. I don't know. She gives you that look. You know, guys, what I mean? The look. All right. Well, guys, I have good news for you today. You actually have a real problem, okay? Really, okay? Um, You see, when you say, I don't know where it is, what you've done is you've given your brain permission not to see what you're looking for. And that is actually a phenomenon that is called psychological scotoma. Uh, Seriously, it's a real thing, psychological scotoma. In simple terms, it's choosing to believe that something isn't there, okay? So next time you don't see something when your wife sends you to the kitchen, just tell her you have psychological scotoma. Um, It's similar to having a blind spot in your real physical eye. That's called scotoma, okay? But in this case, psychological scotoma is turning a blind eye to, to information that is inconvenient to your beliefs, okay? Give you a quick a quick example of this from the, uh, from the world of addiction, okay? Uh, if you know an addict, an addict simply can't see what everyone else sees, okay? Everybody else can see it, but they can't. That, that's the psychological scotoma. The addict is trying to protect him or herself from the hard work of admitting, I'm an addict, and I need to do something to get over my addiction, So that's what it is, psychological scotoma. Now, in our scripture lesson that we're going to read from this morning, I wonder if Jesus isn't battling with a visual issue in his disciples, maybe something psychological, maybe something real. But it also calls into question if maybe we have turned a blind eye to what is right in front of us. 
Now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, <clears throat> the, the gospel writers, they all, they all recall these words of Jesus. Uh, in each case, Jesus is sending out his disciples to bring good news to people and places. And, and as Jesus is sending people out to join his mission, Jesus reminds them to see their part in the future of that mission. And so we're going to pick up reading here in Matthew chapter 9, beginning with verse 35. You can, uh, you can follow along in your Bible. You can follow along on your Bible app on your phone. You can even follow along. The scripture is in your sermon outline, which is in your bulletin this morning. And here's where we begin in verse 35. And Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Say that with me. He had compassion on them. Because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Now, one thing I can assure you is that Jesus never had a blind spot, never had a blind spot in his physical eye nor psychologically. Jesus saw what others didn't see or what others didn't want to see. And what Jesus saw was the true condition of people's lives. And Jesus, Jesus could see the true condition of people's lives because Jesus traveled from place to place and he met people where they were. And Jesus saw not just what was visible, but Jesus saw what is invisible, what is underneath our skin. And true to his mission, because he saw people because he saw people, he understood what good news looked like in everyone's life. And so Matthew writes these words in, in verse 36, when Jesus saw the crowds, say that with me, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had what? He had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. First question I want you to start thinking about this morning is that when you look at people, what do you see? When you look at people, what do you see? I don't know about you, I've been driving around for the last month or so, I think, and, and I have seen a number of billboards that remind passersby that to a local health care organization, you are not a number. I, have, has anybody seen these billboards? There's a picture of a person's face and the words, for, you know, whatever this organization is, you are not number, and then it's got a whole list of numbers, and then it says, you are Tom. Okay? It's a reminder to us that in this fast-paced world in which we live, it can be easy to see people, but not really see people. You know what I mean? 
It can be easy in our daily life to see people but not really see people, to, to sort of ignore the outward signs that convey the burden that someone is carrying, or better yet, better yet to simply, to simply ignore people, because if we just look the other way, maybe they'll go away. But you see, if we're going to fulfill the mission of Jesus, the mission of Jesus is what? We talked about this last week. To bring good news to people and places. We need, to, we need eyes to see people and to see them as they really are warts and all. And if we're going to see people, we need to get close enough to actually know people. Now, Here's something else I want you to think about this morning. And when this came to me this morning, I was like, wow, this is, this is a challenge. Can, can you think of some new people that you're getting close to? I mean, not the, not the same old folks that you know, okay? But can you think of some new people that you are getting to know? I think most of us, especially since COVID, have sort of kept our circles very tight. And most people are not really good about opening that circle and trying to get to know somebody new. Because you see, if you are going to see people and if you are going to get close enough to know them, it means that you are going to have to be willing to stop and listen and learn. You're going to have to be willing to stop and listen and learn. Oh, but pastor, that takes time. Yes, it does. Yes, it does take time to get to know people, to actually stop and listen and learn about them. Seeing people requires time with people. And I love what Rick Warren said. Rick Warren said this, love is spelled T-I-M-E, right? Love is spelled T-I-M-E. So one of the simplest things that you can do is to use the time that you have to actually see people. Have you been standing in line lately? Anywhere standing in line? You know what we do nowadays when you stand in line? We get these out. And everybody's standing in line doing this right? Am I right? Come on. Am I right? Yeah, this is what we do when we get in line. What did we do back in 1995 when we got in line? We actually had to talk to people, okay? We actually had to talk to people back then. So, so maybe, maybe when you have to stand in line the next time, like at the grocery store or someplace else, you know, what most of us do when we go to the grocery store, what, we look for the shortest line? Or nowadays, we can even look for the line that doesn't have a real person in it. And, and we can just zip right through. Maybe, maybe, what, maybe what we need to do if we want to see people is to actually start standing in line at the grocery store. And I know, I know. And maybe what we want to do is when we go to the grocery store, we want to go at the same time so we look for the same cashier so we can start striking up the same conversation. 
I'm just, I'm just saying. Maybe there's a particular store that you frequent. Maybe there's a place where you go to get your coffee every morning. Do you know the person who's going to hand you your coffee in the morning? Do you take the time to really get to know the person whose name is just simply on their name badge? I know a lot of you have kids that are on teams. If you have kids that are on teams, if you have grandkids that are on teams, my guess is that you probably, you probably see a lot of the same people day in and day out or week in and week out. Are you taking time to really see them? Because you see, these are all examples of where we see people, but do we take the time to really get to know the people? One of the things that we need to see people is the same thing that Jesus had, and that is compassion. Compassion. Now, I want you to understand that compassion and sympathy are not the same thing. And the reason I point that out is because for a lot of us, we like to sympathize with people. Oh, I feel your hurt. I feel your pain. You know, we sympathize with people. But compassion, to me, compassion is a driving inner motivation to action. Compassion is a driving inner motivation to action. Sympathy simply means that we want to suffer alongside someone, but compassion, compassion carries with it an urgency to act on behalf of someone to alleviate their suffering. Now, I want to come back to one of the words I used there, and that's the word urgency. Urgency, okay? Uh, without a sense of urgency, you and I don't act. Okay? If it's not urgent, we don't act. That's why advertisers tell us all the time, act fast! Okay? This won't last very long. <laughs> so you've got to act now. Or maybe, maybe this is a limited time offer. See, what, what advertisers know is that if they can gin up the urgency they will get you to act. And I think Jesus lived with a sense of urgency. Not that, not that Jesus moved through life like he wasn't running through life, but I, I think that Jesus, when he walked from place to place and he met person after person, Jesus was simply being intentional. So that as he moved from place to place and from person to person, he, he moved with a real sense of urgency. Because Jesus wanted people to experience good news. So think about your pace of life for a moment. Think about the pace of life that you are going at right now. Are you living at a frenzied pace of life, or are you living with urgency? There's a world of difference between those two things. I mean, for most of us, we are frenzied. We are just going, 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 going. And that's why we don't see people. That's why we don't have time to get to know people, because we're living this frenzied pace of life. But I believe that if we will begin to live with a sense of urgency, 
well, then we will begin to slow down the pace of life so that we can actually see people and join Jesus in his mission of bringing good news to people and places. That's why Jesus moved purposefully toward the people that he encountered. And the question for us to think about this morning is, are we really moving purposefully towards people? Are we really moving purposefully towards people, or do we just want to rush by people? Now, I, I'm going to say something here in a few moments. I don't want to sound morbid to anybody, so I'm just going to sort of throw that out here. But has anybody told you lately that your time on earth is limited? I didn't think anybody told you that lately. Your time on earth is limited. And the moments that you have to bring good news to people and places is limited literally by the number of days that you have to live. And what? None of us know how many days we have to live. So what are you waiting for? Or put it another way, why are you wasting your time? Now, again, not to sound morbid, but if you knew today that you had 30 days to live, you would act with every sense of urgency you had for the next 30 days. You would take time for people and experiences that would be entirely different than the way you are living today. You would not let a moment pass without acting. And I think that's probably the biggest reason why we don't see people. We think that we have a whole life ahead of us. If we're going to see people, if we're going to really see people, we need a sense of compassion that is motivated by a sense of urgency to want to bring people good news. And that's why I think Jesus spoke to his disciples in this particular passage about their vision problem. You see, Jesus saw people. He, he, knew, he knew that their lives were harassed and helpless, and Jesus knew that he had good news for those people that would transform their lives spiritually and physically and relationally and emotionally and every sense of the word. But I think Jesus sensed, I think Jesus sensed from his disciples that they were missing what was right in front of their eyes. They were missing the people who were eager to experience good news. Now, when Matthew described the people of that day as harassed and helpless, in a way it was a condemnation of the religious leaders of that day because, because they were so legalistic and so selfish and so self-righteous that they had neglected the sheep who were under their care. But when Jesus looked at people, Jesus saw people who were eager for someone to bring them good news and so that's what he did. He brought them good news. 
Jesus encouraged his disciples to pray for the kind of eyes to see people who were hungry for good news. So when you get up from your seats today and you walk out into this world, do you see people who are hungry for good news? Of course you do. The question is, do you see them? That's why we encouraged you last week to begin praying this prayer. The, the, the prayer is, is so simple, and I'll just invite you to pray it with me right now. It just says, Jesus... Come on, you can say it with me. Enable me to see how I can bring the good news to people and places in my daily rhythm of life. Now, what's the whole purpose of that prayer? It is to train our eyes to see people who are right in front of us. To not turn a blind eye to the opportunities that you and I have every day to bring good news to people. If you remember what I said last week about good news, good news comes in many different ways, and it is unique to the person who receives it, and it is unique for the person who gives good news. And that good news can be spiritual, it can be relational, it can be physical. Sometimes, sometimes the good news that person needs to hear before they hear anything else is simply an answer to the physical needs of their life. And from that place, we begin to see how the good news of Jesus can begin to transform their life as well. Now, if you remember early on, I said in this message that Jesus' words that we read there from Matthew chapter 9 are, all in, are, are in all the Gospels, and in the context everywhere they are, Jesus is sending disciples out to people in the daily rhythms of life. I have good news for you today. Jesus is still sending his disciples to bring good news to people and places. And what was Jesus saying? He was offering a prayer. He was offering a simple prayer. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest. So what I want to do today is just very simply invite you to be one of those workers. To be one of those people that answers Jesus' prayer to see people and to bring them good news. And what do you need? What do you need to respond to Jesus' prayer? Well, it's very simple. You just need eyes to see. You need compassion in your heart for them. And you need a sense of urgency. So I want to leave you with this thought. I think Jesus is calling all of us to the kitchen. Jesus is calling us to the kitchen to look for someone. And I don't want you to walk into the kitchen telling yourself that you don't know where somebody is. Because if you do that, you're never going to see who it is that Jesus is calling you to see. 
I don't want you to miss what's staring you in the face. People who need good news. People who need good news from you. Lord, give us eyes to see. Give us compassion that moves us to action and build within each of us a sense of urgency so that we will act, so that we will see people today and tomorrow and every day this week. Lord, help us to see people so that we can respond to people who need good news. And Lord, as you allow us to bring good news to people, Lord, may it begin to build a relationship that allows us, over time, to be able to share not only for the physical good news, but the emotional and the relational good news, and ultimately that spiritual good news that comes through you. So, Lord, help us to say that we want to be the answer to Jesus' prayer. And help us to see the people who need good news. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Lingostown Life Podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.lingostownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth and love God and love others.